We are committed and in this thing to win it. Leaders need friends. We're here. We're here. Hello, Back in the studio. Everyone's voice is back. Normal. Yes. We're so glad that everyone is back. Everyone is back. I don't sound like Marge Simpson anymore. My (laughs) homie. I think it was John, wasn't it? John had the John had the rasp. I had the rasp. He did, and then I had it for a few days, and now my voice is back. Are we not going to acknowledge the incredible imitation I just did? That was good. One more time. weird isn't there like this conspiracy that the simpsons predict the future oh, absolutely there's yeah. like complete conspiracy like hundreds yeah. of accounts of events in yes. the show predating i love it. that stuff that happened it's crazy it's crazy but look this all ties in i know it sounds like randomness as we're as we're playing ourselves into this episode but we are going to talk about image and reflection and so sometimes an imitation is what's needed my brother shout out to gabriel dowdy uh he knows that i am the greatest Morgan Freeman. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Let's hear Imitator. it. Imitator. And the penguins marched. See, I, <laughs> there did, it is. Did Morgan Freeman just show up? And Enough of the shenanigans. Let's get into business. Leaders need friends. Welcome back, people. Guys, we're committed to this. We are putting out fresh episodes at the pace we promised our potties. Yep. Do you think our <laughs> listeners enjoy being called potties? I mean... We should take a poll. We should. I'm putting a poll on this episode out. tomorrow. Yeah. And yes. honestly, if you have joined us for this journey, maybe you're new to it. This is your first episode listening. Or maybe you're following the journey of our lives, leaders, and friendship, and all the things that come with that. Because never forget that friendship is a lost art, and leadership is in you, friend. Yep. That's right. So, uh, yeah, if you're joining us, if you like this, do the like and subscribe thing. Do it. Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Rate and us Spotify. Only if you're giving us fives. Yeah. Because we'll we don't need no fake less. love. Ooh. Wait, if you tell everyone to give you fives, let me ask you this. Is it odd to give yourself a five-star rating? I guess it depends on how you view hmm. yourself. Podcasters, be careful of building your own clout. Just saying. It's weird when people love their own posts. I'll tell you that on social media. When people that heart their own posts, thing. I'm yeah. like, hmm. You know this what is else weird. is on? <laughs> Ooh, when, that's a little narcissistic. <laughs> you know what else is? Is like say that you have like 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 two different social media accounts. You've got your personal <laughs> and your professional. Yeah. And then you share your professional <laughs> on your personal. I mean, is it really yeah. come on? So do you guys there's a line the, somewhere? The meme that was coming it was like it was right around twenty twenty. Everything was going on and it was like the um <clears throat> the honest farmer meme. Yes. Where it's yes. like me posting on the church as the church admin, the visitor, the creative director, the pastor. The, the pastor. Yes. It ain't much, but it's honest work. But <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what that reminds me. But look, of. sometimes like in the social media world and all of church world was baptized by fire in 2020 to get involved socially. So like you had churches that have never run a social media account jumping yeah. on social media. Yeah. You had people learning how to live stream. Yeah. And and not to make complete like comedic relief of this. I'm so proud of people on our team, like Nate McBride for one. Dude. Nate has a heart for churches. Yes. That um, you know, if there's a number barrier or like maybe smaller uh, rural community churches that have mm-hmm. never done live stream, Nate um our uh, IT production director, man, he came up with a package that was affordable. 
that would help churches go live if they've never done it and did such a good job with yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about like, you know, people trying to figure it out. I'm talking about those that like think they got figure it figured out, but it is so cringy. So I'll tell you who's someone who did it right and that was funny. So we all have in this room. And we have make a fun friend. of ourselves too, by we the way. Do. Oh, yeah. We have a great friend named Adam Davis. He's awesome. He's one of John's good friends. We love him. He's got a successful podcast and Living a business. Living unconquered, do He's the great. thing, Adam mm-hmm. Davis. So he did something really funny where if you knew him, you knew that this was funny. So yeah. he posted onto his business profile and said, we just want to celebrate our employee of the month. This month, incredible person, always dedicated to working hard. And it was a picture of himself. <laughs> can and we he, do that? Yes, we can. He was the only one working That's for hilarious. his business at the time. And I texted him. I said, Adam, I saw your employee of the month post. He I said, wasn't that so funny? There. Yes. Because <laughs> everybody knows it's a team of one. But he yeah. posted but look, it. I'm, I'm talking about when you try to get overly creative. Oh, yeah. it gets bad. Listen, and we so, can focus on the bad. Look, like, for example... When 2020 shut down churches, mm-hmm. oh gosh, and and it was it was virtual Easter. Oh, there was a post I saw <laughs> that said, "The church is empty, but the tomb isn't." Happy church Easter. Is empty. The okay. problem with that <laughs> is the tomb is in fact empty because Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. <laughs> And between his death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah, they missed it. The tomb was empty. Yeah, no, that that is, as Dwight would say, false. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these references we're coming out with. Mm-hmm. So here's a little leadership advice since we're doing Leaders Need Friends. Leader, uh, stay within your creative lane or yes. hire someone who can elevate it. Yes. You are who you keep. So put some people around you that have a skill that maybe you don't. Yeah. If you are the best at everything on your team, you've got a pretty weak team. Mm. Mm. That is a truth bomb. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I think narcissistic leaders surround themselves with people who can't do anything better than them mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the spotlight doesn't leave them. Yeah. Mm. Oof. Insecurity. Ooh, that's Man. just not a good place to lead from. We just jumped in. But it's always better when a leader has friends and you find yourself in an organization or living out a dream alongside of someone else living out their dream and you're equally invested in each other. Mm -hmm. That is an art of friendship. Yes. Yes. And incredible leadership. Yeah. We actually had right before this, right before we walked in, um, we have someone that works with our business named Thomas, and he's been our friend for, I mean, Man, I don't like Thomas. to brag, Jake, but he has been yeah. my friend longer than yeah. he's been your friend. But he he's has. incredible. He and has. he also works for our right. company. Wait, how did that work? Because Didn't old I T. Knew Brown him. come from Graceville? Well, I knew his mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. Before then. I don't know. Whoever knew him first. Long story short, he came up to us. Uh, I think 2012 for me. Right. And he Which has, is like five years before you, Jordan. Stanley. Oh, man. It might have been. I didn't he was just a, till He was across the hall from me and Kenny. Kenny mm-hmm. and I were in a dorm, and it was Thomas. But anyways, scratch that. Guy. Scratch that. Anyways, so earlier, <laughs> just saying. So earlier, depending on what you said, John yeah. Thomas came up to us, and he was like, "Hey, I just want to let you guys know, I have this dream to start this YouTube channel and do these things," and we were like. Okay, this sounds great. He's Come like, but on. I need I need equipment and I need this stuff. And a heart of our business has always been if there is a creative who needs the equipment or needs help or needs those yeah. things, yes. our stuff is open for people to use. We have insurance Absolutely. now. We're rolling in Come it. On. So we want to make sure yeah. that those things are available. But when we first started, yeah. we faced so many other creative 
people or just a few, you know, where it was, yeah. that wasn't available. And it was like, there's a stone yeah. wall there, but anything yeah. we have is available because we want yeah. him to grow, not only to help himself and his family, but also it helps us when our contractors and our employees and our friends exactly. grow. It helps us. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, it's, there's, there's a concept called the law of opulence, mm-hmm. which essentially That's states, fancy word. yeah. And, and basically like the, the, the concept of that is that every resource necessary for us to thrive together exists. We can all grow together. Mm. I don't have to step on you to get to my ultimate goal. That's right. At the cost of yours. Yeah. And so when someone like Thomas comes up with an idea of wanting to do YouTube channels and needing equipment, I mean, honestly, like immediately when, when you think of others, consider others greater than yourself, which that's is right. a biblical principle yeah. that we have a servant hearted leader. And that's how we're like, we, we have one in Jesus. And that's how we're supposed to model our life talking about image and reflection. Mm-hmm. And so immediately my thought is what do I have that you could use mm-hmm. or who do I know that you need to know who yeah. do you know that I need to know. And, and that's exactly how and that's you kind are. of yeah. like the reciprocal relationship dynamic. Um, but people that are always just looking to take it's, it, it, it could be a bit frustrating yeah. and you can act like you're for somebody while ruining an industry, especially in the creative space. Mm-hmm. Now you guys own a creative business. Um, I don't, but I do. You are creative. Um, yes. I, I do love what you do. Right. And and I, I do believe that one of the best things that can happen for a market is not to come in and undercut someone grossly. Right. It's to elevate the value that creatives bring to companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. If I'm going to quote a contract to provide a rebrand for your company mm-hmm. and the going rate, and I don't know, so I'm making up numbers. I'm not in the space. But let's say like a complete rebrand with, um, what's it, style sheet? Yes. All the things. Let's say it's anywhere from fifteen dollars to $20,000, mm-hmm. all right, for, for, for what you're bringing to the table. So if that's the going rate and someone comes in and says, I'll do it for 2000 bucks," not only did they devalue themselves, they brought the value of every other creative around them down to that mark too. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, man, lift people up. Chance the Rapper has one of my favorite quotes that we take into our creative business, which is funny because it's Hot Chance the Rapper. But no. he says, I can't gain anything off of anyone else not succeeding. And he yeah. is, in my opinion, one of the most creative artists yeah. in, in the musical realm. <laughs> That's no, he's incredible. Realm. He's yeah. incredible. And his yeah. whole thing is I can't gain anything off of someone else not succeeding. Exactly. That's right. There was a, um, a philanthropist, author, writer, um, Bob Buford, who said that his greatest fruit grows on others' trees. Wow, that's good. So that's like that's so how good. we live. Yeah. yeah, it is. We live with others in mind. Yeah. If one makes it, we all make it. It's called the come up for those who don't know. It's true. So yeah, man, it's let, yeah. Let, let's all make it together. And I love that that's how our, the, the friendship and mm-hmm. relationship we've all established. It's, yes. It's really been through those seasons of man, like, golly, one of us make it like, how can we all make it together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we have will offer others. So for example, my lovely wife, Brandy Dowdy is an incredible podcaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Way better than me. Has an incredible podcast to show ain't that good. If you have not yes. subscribed to yes. that, you are missing out her and some of her closest friends are doing an incredible job together so on their good. podcast. Yeah. And because we have some resource, you know, like just as a friendly jester, gesture, I like, I want to, I want to offer, you know, our little setup here. We got some mics, we got yeah. some boom stands, and Brandy is rolling her eyes, I'm sure, as she listens <laughs> to this right now. She absolutely is. But yeah. you could use it, Brandy, because I love you, because I do life with you, because we uh, said I do to each other. 
I'll give you a good rate on renting out the booths. Oh my oh gosh. My. There's no booths, guys. <laughs> no, but these mic stands do yeah. feel pretty fancy. I'm just going to tell do. you that. They so do. let's, let's, uh, all right, let, let's kind of, kind of, kind of hone in on some, some of our topic that I had in my, in, yeah. in mind when it comes to image and reflection. And again, for those who, who may not have listened or, or you're getting to know us as, uh, John, Jake and Jordan, um, man, faith is always the backdrop of our life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we really do consider the weight of God's glory in everything we do. I want to have the joy of the world. I want to have fun doing it, but we do feel the responsibility and the weight. So we understand that. But when it comes to being a Christ follower, really one of the things that we learn is that we were created in his image. And if you're created in an image, you're a reflection of the original. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to reflecting an image, I think when it comes to leadership and friendship, we got to consider what we look like. And I'm not talking in like a, a superficial way. Right. I know you guys have heard me say it before and that sometimes it's not your theology that's messing up your witness. It's oh, just gosh. your face. Yeah. Mm, it's true. <laughs> Oops. Man, why are we, why am I salty spicy today? I'm a little spicy. spicy. <laughs> Let me get that spicy chicken sandwich with no pickles and a little American cheese. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that your Chick-fil-A order? Yeah. Hands down. Lord's and a four-piece strip with Polynesian sauce. Mm. And a little Chick-fil-A sauce if I need it from a firm fries. <laughs> and a Coke Zero light ice. There, there is nothing better than Chick-fil-A sauce and French fries. Waffle <laughs> fries. Come on. It's so good. Glory be to him. Anyways. Oh, my gosh. Image. So, anyways. Um, I think I think maybe to grow in, as, as, as leaders and um, to grow as a friend, consider the reflection of the image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of kind of twofold this we can jump into the leadership side or we can jump into the friendship side yeah um when it comes to the friendship side maybe you guys want to start there yeah a little bit there. Mm-hmm. so when it comes to friendship and for us um friendship that's not rooted in eternity doesn't have eternal value to it i i am friends with all walks of life yeah from believers to people who are just trying to figure this thing out, agnostic, atheist, it doesn't matter to me. That doesn't constitute or qualify you as my friend or not. Right. right. Um, I think that there is a willingness from friendship to either add value or recognize that you're, 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 you're taking value from somebody. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider myself as like, I've got it all together because I follow Jesus. Right. No, it's that I live a life with eternal purpose and hoping to find the same for someone else. Yeah. Right. So a friendship that's rooted in like faith and growing in our faith and we grow together. The thing about growing together too is that we struggle together. We, we, we talk through hard things together. But I read a statistic that I want to share. 88% of people that are coming to Jesus are coming to Christ through a friend who is like Christ. Hmm. So this is an interesting concept of image and reflection and going to like the little fun, com- like the little yeah. fun comment I make about your theology may not be what's messing up your witness. It may just be your face. If you really consider being a Christ follower and you're wanting to make an impact, an eternal impact, a kingdom difference as a friend, Mm -hmm. what if you're the only Bible someone reads? Yeah. Yeah. Your tone, your actions, your face, your availability, Mm -hmm. your willingness to walk through mud. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that statistic like immediately like thoughts that you guys may have coming off of that. But if 
A study was done and 88% of the people that are saying yes to Jesus are doing so through a friend who looks like Christ. Yeah. I mean, w- what importance does that like speak to you guys? Yeah. So <clears throat> when I think of like in the image of Christ, one of the first things that pops into my head is when um, the Bible says that knowing that he had been given all authority, he chose to take mm. his robe off, which is to remove that authority. Yeah. That's, Symbolize that symbolizes that, mm-hmm. and then take a towel and start washing his friend's feet. Mm. Yeah, and so when I think of being, you know, a friend that's in the image of Christ, that is a friend who's willing to serve yeah. another friend, who's yeah. willing to, like we've talked about in previous episodes, be inconvenienced yep. and pay that currency. Yeah, to um stop what you're doing and address things that are important with your friends, you know, those kind of things. And look at the way that Jesus is friends. And, and, and for those who maybe even now like wrestling with, well, they were his disciples. They weren't his friends. I can assure you that the commitment that Jesus made to these people to do life with them day in and day out, that what we saw play out with Jesus and his disciples was Jesus with friends who turned the world upside down. Yeah. And so they got to know each other. Can you imagine like the joking that happened around the table or, mm-hmm. or just the presence of Jesus? And we know that Jesus loved to set tables. Yeah. One of the things you see about Jesus time and time again is that he was around a meal. He was around a party. He was around friends. Even in his resurrected state, Jesus decided, I'm going to cook out some fish mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm going to invite my friends to eat with me. And so, yeah, like he, he, he invited them to a cookout. And so when Jesus models this yeah. serving, the servanthood, mm-hmm. where he takes off his robe, as you said, that signified his, his authority and things like that, like they didn't know how to take it. Yeah. yeah. Remember, it was, like, it was Peter, right? That was like, mm-hmm. you know, nah, oh, oh, you, Peter. You, you, you ain't going to do that. You ain't going to do that for me. Like, yeah. no, nah, no. Nah. And, then, and then when Jesus explains it, Peter's response is, oh, then, then wash all of me. Right. right. And so a super dramatic <laughs> turn of events. <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes like when you live to serve someone else, like when that's the image or the reflection, because maybe we're in such a self-centered culture, mm-hmm. people don't know what to do. Yeah. 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 And that ties directly back to that <clears throat> thing that we were talking about with Thomas. Yeah. Is because we're friends with Thomas yeah. and he also works with us. We're friends first. So we want to resource and serve our friend. Absolutely. And in resourcing and serving our friend, we're actually serving a dream and a purpose greater than just doing a good deed. That's yes. right. And that's where the eternal perspective of friendship comes in. And like, Jordan, have you ever been like caught off guard by a friend that's just like overly trying to serve you or trying to set tables for you or do things? And you're like, oh my gosh, what is attached to this? Like, what's, what's this about? And I promise I don't have a story in mind that would lead you to tell something funny. I just know that you're really mindful of people. And when someone serves you, you take notice of it. Yeah. I'll give you a, an, a lighthearted example. I had a friend. So, you know, when you don't feel well or you're sick and you have people texting you and they're like, let me know if I can do anything. Let me know if I can bring anything, those types of things. It's really difficult for me to say, okay, yes, I need something. Because I feel like even if people are offering, 
you know, sometimes it's like even when you're on Facebook and you're asking for prayer, people are like praying for you or, hey, if I can do anything, let me know. But with real friendship, like I've talked about before, like the inconvenience and those types of things, yeah. um, you know, it's just I've had friendships, just to preface in my life, you guys have heard this before, I've had friendships show up in huge ways. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a place to live. We're talking about cars showing up and yeah. like getting a car, getting these types of things. But lately it's been a lot more in the small things of, I had a friend uh, last night actually, who out of her busy work day, her kid is actually starting school this year too. So um, she had a lot going on. She made Jake and I homemade soup and brought Come it to on, my doorstep. Dude. And I don't know, I think I value people's time so much that I honestly got a little emotional because I was like, not only did she make soup, she made soup based on where my, like what my uh, food needs have to be. So I had to have something that didn't have a lot of sugar in it. And they took time to do that. And it was like these two giant things of soup and something about it just like hit me. Um, And I was actually talking to my friend Liz about this too. She said, you know, it was my friend Emily that brought it. My friend Liz said, you know, um, with us helping you and, and your friends coming around you, she's like in the military, this is so common for army wives and those yeah. types of people. Cause we don't have anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is the first time in my life too, that I'm living with community where I can, you know, call, like I'm going to need you one day. And yeah. the military community has made me comfortable with needing other people, even when yeah. they're new friends. And so just that perspective cool. of like your friends are there to help you with those little minor Absolutely. inconvenient things. And it just, I mean, it made yeah. me a little emotional. I was like, my gosh, you yeah. took all that time yeah. to do that. That was really moving to me for some reason. And again, I think that's all for reflection moves. It is. Yeah. It's, it's all reflecting the image of the God that we that we serve and that, and that we follow. Even, yes. um, one of my closest friends in all of the world, Chase Smith, um, man, like I'll enter his world and get all up into some farm and stuff, not knowing anything. And I don't, I, you guys don't, don't know this. But you know, like Sunday, this past Sunday, we we went out to the farm. Man, it's it's time to vac- vaccinate some cows. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, then I got to see what it looked like to castrate cows. Oh Ooh. my gosh! Okay, so, yeah. You're That's, out there doing the farm stuff. Yeah. You know, a friend shows up when, when you it's gotta... time to run the heifers. <laughs> we make a shirt that says and gosh. the bulls. A oh friend gosh. shows up for the bulls. Yes. For the steers. That's terrifying. For the heifers. I'm glad you you were that friend that shows up. If someone invited me, I'd be like, "Um, I'll bring some pizza and drop it off. His wife, wife, Chelsea, is like a sister, so I call her sis. So Chelsea was like watching my face. (laughs) (laughs) The first one that I saw. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I was like, huh, that's, yeah. Pass out kind of stuff You just got to show up. You (laughs) got to show show up. up. But consider what it looks like, man. Like if 88% of people in this study were coming to Jesus through a friend who looked like Jesus, yeah. how are you making Jesus look? You know, and I think that's that's worth talking into. And we could we could really spend probably 14 episodes digging into this next concept. But are you displaying Jesus as a present friend mm-hmm. or just the angry guy that flips tables all the time? Oof. So then, then that really rubs people, right? Because it's like, yeah. man, you know, God's a God of justice, and absolutely he is. He's a God of mercy, and he's a God of grace. But nowhere in the Scripture, nowhere in the Bible verse that says it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance, Yeah, do we see room for his anger or wrath? 
So then like a lot of times, like people that are angry display an angry God. So then someone sins a little different Mm -hmm. or someone's got some issues in their life or even if it's habitual sin, God forbid that someone struggles with something more than once, right? Like, do we really think that highly of ourselves that we've never struggled with something more than once? (laughs) Right. And so Mm -hmm. like when someone is so outraged by, by this, this sin, that's like disgusting to them. Then all you hear from that person is, you know, man, Jesus, we're in this room right now. He'd be flipping tables. Really? I don't think so. I think he'd be sitting at it. Yeah. I think he'd probably make sure that there was food at that table mm-hmm. and that there was, there, there was a, an opportunity to be present in, in that space because we take one instance of Jesus's anger of flipping tables. Right. And we take that and apply it to every point that Jesus comes in contact with a sinner. The problem with that is that he was flipping tables on Pharisees. Yeah, they weren't even sinners. No. Any time that Jesus encountered someone yeah. lost or caught in the act of whatever that may be, whatever that sin yeah. is, it was love Yeah, and forgiveness. Love met the woman caught in the act of adultery. Right. That's exactly right where she was. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I don't see the follow-up chapter or verse that tells us Jesus went back to check to see if the adulterous woman didn't sin again. Yeah. The Samaritan woman at the well, go and sin no more. Do we know if Jesus went back to make sure that she didn't go and sin no more? I believe that an encounter with Jesus is enough to change absolutely everything about you. Yeah. That even, it's not if, but it's when sin creeps back in. Yeah. That you have to have a point of reflection, which is what we're talking about, where Jesus showed up in the middle of my mess. And if the only point of reflection that we are giving people is Jesus is angry with you when you mess up, God is angry with you when you mess up, Yeah, we've left a pretty poor reflection of who God is. Yeah. Because even if we did have a story of Jesus going back to the Samaritan woman at the well, I think he would sit down with her and have the exact same conversation again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what grace does. That's true. So if 88% of people who were surveyed were coming to Jesus because a friend who looked like Christ, I think we could spend a lot of time developing our countenance. Do we reflect who he is? Is it in our tone? Is it in our smile? Again, like I think these things are so imperative to, to being a follower of Jesus. I mean, some of the most miserable looking people are trying to reach someone for Jesus. Like, let's just play it out like this. You come to me and I don't know who God is, but I know that you're really angry all the time. You think women should have no place in any kind of, <laughs> Oh, we going in. <laughs> like, like I, I, like I, I know everything that you're against. Right. Because I don't make yeah. it. Uh, I know everything that know. I know that every I know everything that you have an issue within the church. All you did is go to my Facebook page. Yeah, and keep in mind, I'm far from God. I have nothing to do with him, right? Like in this scenario, all I know is the lean of hate mm-hmm. that you operate in. And then you're going to invite me to be a part of this? To come and see this God who changed everything about you? Oh, if that's the image of God that Yeah that you're painting, I'm running. I'm hitting a Banksy. I'm putting that thing through the paper shredder. That pe- that painting can go. A deep personal conviction of mine, 
and it's for me, not for everyone else, unless it hits you the right way. But <laughs> a big thing for me is when I first became a Christian, I didn't have like a lot of like younger Christian friends. I was around, um, like I heard it from like a lot of people's grandparents or those types of stuff. I mean, it comes from younger people now too that I've gotten a little older, but having a posture of complaining is something that turns me off so much yeah. when it comes to mm -hmm. myself and being careful. I'm not like that. Um, but with other people as well, they're Christians when I was first becoming a Christian, cause I was like, man, I thought that Christians would be a lot more grateful. Yeah. And so we, anytime I get into a place where it is just like, I can't see goodness. I can't see where God's moving and stuff or everything's just driving crazy. It's really hot outside yeah. or my shoes hurt. Like, you know, those types of things. I will start a grateful train and Jake will tell you, I'm like, all right, Jake, what are three things? Well, let's go back and forth Come and talk on, gratefulness until, because I think Come there is on, something so annoying and, and something so heavy about people who, when we, I don't, want, I don't want people who aren't Christians to see me as a Christian complaining all the time about yeah. everything and not saying things that I'm yeah. grateful for and I'm thankful for. And I'm not talking about being positive for the sake of being positive. I'm talking about being grateful. I want to have a posture of yeah, gratefulness. And when you have a posture of complaining all the time, yeah. I mean, you, you don't get that yeah. much time around people. Like right. I want them to see that I'm grateful and I'm thankful. Yeah. And I have places where I go to vent and I have hard days, yeah. but I don't want my posture to always be tiered towards Absolutely. complaining. That's and when good. it comes to image and when yeah. it comes to reflection, Consider consider what 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 we're what we're letting letting others see. Yeah, as Christians, mm -hmm. do we look miserable all the time? Yeah, are we complaining like all the time? Yeah, and that doesn't mean you have to put on a facade no, or some no, kind of not like at all. fake uh, personality or anything no. like that. But it is a, it's a call up moment where yeah. when you find yourself in those modes, that you know the answer. Yeah, you've been told how to fix this, and so doing what you said, having that moment of like reflection and being grateful yeah. for even small things. Yeah. Will fix that perspective. Yeah. And the other side of that too, when you like, if we're looking from the friendship side yeah. or the relational aspect of this, um, you reflect the people that you keep. It's true. Yeah. And so at some point, if all you're around is complaining all the time, it's going to kind of become common for you to complain. Yep. If you're around people that lift each other up, that servanthood is like a servant-hearted leader is, is, is kind of just their, their, their core principles. Yeah. It's going to actually be seen in, in you too. Mm -hmm. And so there's just some things like that, man, that you can, you can consider like what, what is the reflection that you are living from? What image are you trying to imitate? Yeah. That's right. Like the apostle Paul says, like, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think he said that on purpose because I'm sure there were times where off the record, Paul was like, hey, don't imitate that. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. Christ. Right. That was, that was a little bit of Saul. Yeah. There's a, a, a little Saul coming out. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> and so I, th I think we just got to be mindful of that yeah. in leadership and friendship. And so in leadership, Consider the, the consider what you want the reflection of your company to look like, yes. your organization to look like. Yeah. Do you want to be known as the hateful organization that wants to keep everyone out that doesn't look like me, talk like me, act like me, vote like me, smell like me, dress like me, mm. wear the same shoes like me? Um, because I don't want to drown in a silo of same. No. Yeah. I think the reflection and the differences that come in the beauty of God's diversity he created yeah. is what allows us to see leaders and friends. Yes. And the need for both. Yes. And yeah. so... 
man, saucy episode today. Saucy. This was good. Jordan, I'm glad you're back. And seriously, like, I'm glad that I was able to avoid um, getting sick because of you. Oh my gosh. You were sick last week and I'm, you know, guys, just listen back and you'll see the evidence of where I could have gotten sick. That's called a passion voice. I was screaming Jesus from the mountaintops. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Jake, I love you. I love you, man. Today was a good episode. It was. That was fun. That's good insight. Saucy. Goodbye, potties. (laughs) Until next week.